Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Tennis, it's the staple of the sporting calendar. A trip to Queens, New York for the US Open. It's the last tennis major of the year. Not only does it feature sweltering heat annually, but storylines we don't forget. Many throughout the years, the product of a goat, Serena Williams. As the tournament gets underway this morning, all eyes will be on Serena's first round match at 11am as it'll be her last first round match no matter what the result is. Her groundbreaking and record-setting career is coming to a close at the venue where she has done it all. Sean Gregory is a senior sports correspondent for Times Magazine and had the honour of writing the cover story which had just dropped on Serena Williams and what she has given to the sport. And he's with us on the line now. We're very appreciative of you joining us, Sean. Thank you so much, mate. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Good, good. Good. Thanks for having me. Excited. It's my first uh, New Zealand appearance, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, no, we're, we're very grateful, mate. I, I read that article you wrote in the Times magazine. It was a very uh, inspiring and, and uh, informative piece that you've written. Uh, for you, writing that and sitting there in the hotel, just having a real, were you kind of in awe and, and the enormity of what you've, you've heard? And, and does it put into perspective what women athletes really go through to, to play the sport and be, and be athletes? Yeah, no, um, definitely she puts everything in perspective well. Um, She is very honest about what I loved about the interview was her kind of being honest what she thought her legacy was. And, you know, a lot of athletes, when they get to their end of their career, kind of go to the kind of default uh, answer of, you know, we'll let history be the judge of how I change things and kind of demure and kind of back away from talk about them being the greatest of all time or changing the game. But she took it straight on. And if you read her quote, she's basically, yeah, I brought confidence to people. I, I showed things, you know, I did things that never could be done before. I, me and my sister took over a sport. And if you want to call me the greatest athlete of all time, basically go right ahead. And, and, you know, when I asked her, you know, Naomi Osaka had said, that Sarita Williams is the is the greatest athlete of all time, male, female, 
bar none. And I asked Serena Williams that. Do you agree with that? And she she didn't say like she didn't agree wholeheartedly, but she also didn't like back away. She made the point that listen, like no one's ever won a major championship while nine weeks pregnant, and that's what she did back in 2017 at the Australian Open. And she's like, so you could come to your conclusion, which was a great line. Like you, we can debate all day who the greatest athlete of all time in any sport is all over the world. And we may not agree, but I love that Serena Williams, you know, made her case. And, and so I was really appreciative of that. And we had, I've done a bunch of interviews with her before. So I wouldn't say I was in awe, but, but I do appreciate the enormity of the moment. Grateful that she spent some time with us. And, you know, while I was in the hotel room with her, just, you know, kind of can't believing that she's, you know, being honest and this is it. You know, I've, I've interviewed her. My first interview with her was like 15 years ago. So um, and to just see her keep playing throughout these years has been unbelievable. Something most people never would have bet on that she would have this long a career. Hey, Sean, do you, do you feel like Serena's at peace with her decision to move on from the game? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It is interesting. She did let on that one worry she has is that she already feels like her game is getting better. You know, because she's been, you know, the last year has been really tough. She had a hamstring injury. She's dealing with all this stuff, recovery, and she hasn't played much and she hasn't played well. And she made the point, like, even if I don't win in this U.S. Open, I'm feeling like my game's uh, making progress. So I think she's worried about come like December when for the last 25, 26 years, it's like, okay, I'm going to Australia, right? Like it's, it's, I'm getting ready for the Australian Open. I think she's a little worried that come December when that, you know, option isn't available to her, she's going to kind of have some regrets. Um, so, and then I asked her, well, is there a chance you'd go to Australia? She's like, no way. You know, like, so you never know with athletes. You never, never know. But she seems pretty final. She has an investment company that's doing well. And most of all, she wants to expand her family and spend more time with her family and her current daughter. And her current daughter, Olympia, really wants a sibling, a sister specifically. And, and so she seems pretty dedicated to trying to make that happen. And that, you know, that's a huge and, and part, part of the point of, of her essay in Vogue and what she said in our story was that, you know, men don't have to make that decision in their 40s. They can keep playing where women, if they want to have another child, she did it once and somehow made it back. And she's just, you know, th- doesn't want to do that again, which is totally, totally understand understandable. Um, it's just one of those situations. Uh, you, you just really put into perspective what uh, women athletes have to go through, you know, mm-hmm. what women have, athletes have to go through their bodies changing and, and, you know, going through pregnancies, hormones, emotions, everything. And then just hearing that story of her playing nine weeks pregnant and winning a major, that is astounding. So for you, what would be her most impressive moment in her such coveted career? Like what ones really sticks out for you? That, that stands out for me for sure. Another one that stands out because I was there, I was at a lot of her U.S. Open victories, but the one that stands out was in 2012 at the at the London Olympics. Um, she had just won Wimbledon, which was her first Grand Slam in two years. So she was just kind of starting this revival under uh, her her coach Patrick um, from France, Martiglo, who, who doesn't coach her anymore, but she kind of, once they connected, they kind of had a bit of Serena's career had a bit of a revival as far as winning 10 grand slams after the age of 30. But anyway, 2012 at the London Olympics, 
she crushed Maria Sharapova at center court in the gold medal match. I mean, you know, totally crushed her. At the time, there was this rivalry between the two of them. Um, you know, Sharapova was always kind of a threat to Serena's supremacy. And it was almost like a statement of like, I'm not going anywhere. And this is what you're going to have to deal with. And she kept winning Grand Slams from 2012 to 2017. She won 10 more Grand Slams, which is unbelievable and really cemented her status, I think, as the greatest, um, you know, female tennis player of all time, greatest female athlete of all time, and arguably the, you know, the greatest athlete of all time, too. Hey, Sean, and when you're talking to people, like you're writing your story and you're out there just talking to, you know, the, the people about Serena, how do they all hold her? Um, like just the normal people that you're talking to, but also the athletes, mm-hmm. what sort of what sort of place do they hold Serena in? They really revere her. I mean, with all honesty, I spoke to I've spoken to a lot of fans over the years who I remember at the US Open when she was going for the Grand Slam in 2015, she had won the first three majors of the year and she got upset in the semifinals um of that of that tournament 2015 so she didn't complete the calendar year grand slam but at that tournament there were people for i remember from like montana and wyoming all these states in the u.s different countries around the world who just came to new york city to to see serena be around serena in this moment um you know i think she's when you you talk to people about her athletes and everyday people it's it's the inspiration. It's an overused word, but it's really, really real here. Um, she has done a lot of great things under adverse circumstances. She, you know, had, you know, two embolisms, pulmonary embolisms, life-threatening embolism, embolisms in, in her life back in 2011. And, and during her delivery of Olympia, her daughter in 2017, and she recovered from both of those traumatic events. Um, you know, she's been vilified at times. You know, at the U.S. Open, it's interesting, her last tournaments at the U.S. Open, she's had some tough moments at the U.S. Open. She's been upset in semifinals. She's lost in finals that people thought she would have won. She had that incident with Naomi Osaka where she had an outburst at an umpire. In 2009, she threatened a lines lines judge and got fined. And so there were times where she was down. And and, and during those, after those, uh, you know, kind of, downtime she bounced back so i think that relates to a lot of people and yeah and coming in and doing something in a sport where she was not welcome her and her sister were not welcome uh no one had ever seen two two black sisters from compton california kind of crash the gates of tennis and they got a lot of resistance and they just played through it and i think that that really connects with a lot of people as well so what's our realistic chances what's her realistic chances <laughs> can she go deep into the slam or even win it? it's a you know, somebody made this. I was thinking about this the other day, and somebody else made this point. I covered the U.S. Open in 2005. It was Andre Agassi's final Open. You know, not as much of a United States legend as maybe Serena Williams, but 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 a, a guy who kind of had some tough times in his career and played longer than people expected. And so he had this great run in his final Open. He got to the final and then Roger Federer kind of really bounced him. I can I don't think she's going to win. I think that the there's so many good players out there and they're going to be up for Serena Williams. They're going to want to you know, I think there's mixed feelings. You probably don't want to be the person who ends her tennis career, but you kind of do at the same time um because you want to advance and and get your own name out there. So I wouldn't bet for a win, 
But I would not be shocked at all if she makes it into the second week and gives gives the fans some excitement for sure. And, and that's not to say, and that and that's not to say she might not lose at eleven a.m. your time. It's totally possible as well. <laughs> you know, like you she never goes, know. She goes I wouldn't be shocked. She goes on and wins it, Sean. I'm on it. Hey, Sean, I just want to go back to you mentioning, um, you know, two coloured girls from Compton smashing down the gates of tennis. Does Serena, post her tennis career, have a a place to play in that uh, sector where she's encouraging, I guess, those kids from Compton or, or places like that to really come out and believe in their dreams? Does she Does she speak about that type of um future for sure i mean i think she's less like i think her she's gonna have a she's gonna have tennis is gonna be part of her life and i think her main focus is family and as a businesswoman but but she, you know she has a, a non-profit out in california and her hometown of compton that you know raises money to help communities and yeah i think she's going to and you're seeing this already you've seen a long line of African-American players on the women's side, um, Coco Goff, Sloane Stevens, Madison Keys, like a new generation that has followed in her and Venus's uh, uh, footsteps. And I think she's going to encourage that and try to keep that, um, you know, that that flow of players growing and, and players who, yeah, didn't used to have access to tennis, who now can have access to tennis and, and have have great careers as well. So I think that's going to be a mission for her too. I don't know if you know, Sean, but Coco Golf is coming down down under to New Zealand to headline the ASB Classic Tennis Open. Mate, you might have to come on down and do a, write a little piece for her on the Time Magazine, eh? Yeah, no, that's at the beginning of next year, correct? It's early. Yes, yes, it is. It is. We're very excited to have her here. Hey, quickly, just on the other side, the men's side of the draw, the Novak situation. Has been well documented again, which leaves the door open. Who are you tipping? I mean, can you? I think there's a huge sentimental feeling for Nadal, um, but you know, Medvedev has looked strong. He looked strong last year. You know, Djokovic got to that another. You know, we another thing we thought we'd see was this Grand Slam that Djokovic was going to have last year, and then Medvedev just kind of kind of kicked his butt. So I, I would I, I like those two. To, to, to kind of to, to, to one of those two to, to wind up on top. Beautiful, mate. We appreciate you coming on, Sean, and just uh, well done on a beautiful piece you wrote for Time Magazine. And uh, all the best. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Thanks and uh, hopefully Serena can finish her U.S. career on the right side of Ledger. Appreciate it, mate. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be nice to see a few matches get uh, go in the second week. But thanks to both of you, and have a great day. Thanks for everything. Thanks, Sean. Sean Gregory out of the U.S., mate. Very good conversation here. And Gavin Reed. Gavin Reed is awesome. Read there on the Time magazine, just um, talking about her life and a bit more. The impact she had on tennis can be like just, if you think about it off the court, her impact for young black athletes growing up in America, just giving them hope and aspiring to be Serena and Venus. And, the, and think about that. If you've watched King Richard, actually Venus was the was a superstar growing up, eh? Venus was yeah. the, the the better better tennis player, and and probably from her parents' point of view, was going to have a more stellar career. But no, Serena just fought in twenty two Grand Slams later. Wow, how's that? How's that for backyard game of tennis? Serena, <laughs> Serena versus Venus. 
growing up and then you know watching their careers I, I, I love that story I love that story and and all the stuff that you don't hear about it you know getting that in into that magazine that time magazine what a what a achievement in itself but um yeah mate loved watching both of those people play and even though she's still playing you know like she could have she could have thrown the game away a long time ago she's got plenty of plenty of dosh um but just that competitive nature of serena williams is second to none awesome get there louis was that you no it's actually joseph louis joseph oh, manu Joe. out the back in the kitchen he's on, he's, on, he's on fire he's two from he's t- on fire this week joseph yeah we joseph oh, he's, he's on fire that it's a great get because uh sean he's not just like a very well-regarded sports journalist he literally has the time magazine cover you know, Time Magazine, mm. one of the world's most coveted publications, the f- big cover of Serena Williams, that's how much she means to America. She's one of the most influential people over there, and uh, he had that. Hey, Kempe, you want to know what she's paying? Yes, of course you do. 41s. <laughs> Same as Just Ask Me in the Living Mall, mate. 41s. Till your nose bleeds, boys. Till your nose bleeds. <laughs> you know, she's, she's on her way to become the first female black billionaire, athlete billionaire. Apparently pretty close, eh? Whoa. That? That is, that's crazy. Um, yeah. No, it doesn't really surprise me, though, because of her winnings. But it's, as uh, Sean said, it's her stuff off the court and what she's been able to do with her funds and that sort of thing over the last few while. On the men's side of the draw, just looking at the odds, Rafael Nadal, $4.50. Carlos Alcaraz, he is $5. Nick Kyrgios is third favourite at $10. Um it was just crazy that I'm just trying to find Medvedev in here after he's just won. I can't see that. That must be a mistake. There's got to be Medvedev somewhere there. Um, but, yeah, so straight away, Rafael Nadal has a chance to get a split on Novak Djokovic because of the vaccine, uh, vaccination policy of the US Open, which is really, really interesting. 21 minutes, or in, in America, I should say, 21 minutes past 7 o'clock here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. If you want to come through on double eight double three and get in touch about Serena Williams, what she has meant to you, some person, somebody's come through here, she'll go down for Ricky Naomi Osaka's first Grand Slam, never the same. Look, a lot of people will feel that way. What do you make of it? Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Kempi will be off the back fence after this. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after ten thirty a.m. for a limited time only.